Do you wish that all things wealth and finance were much easier to understand and not presented by a bunch of beige cardigan-wearing geeks? Welcome to the Clever Investor Podcast, where we're dishing up the easiest-to-understand finance program served in bite-sized chunks, so your brain will thank you as your knowledge grows. Hosted by the brilliant Owen Taylor, a multiple award-winning expert with a glorious knack for explaining the complex world of wealth in the simplest of ways. Hello, Clever Investors, and welcome to another show. So with the price rises in lettuce, petrol, building materials and wages and rents and just about anything else you can think of lately, the topic of inflation keeps popping up. The standard response by the world's central banks, and remember the central bank is our Reserve Bank of Australia, we had a show about that uh, before, they rise interest rates by controlling the cash rate. Now, this takes the heat out of the risk on assets such as shares, cryptocurrencies and properties, but does it actually fix anything? With me today is Gavin Chow, who is an economist and also one of the head researchers at Blue Wealth Property. The question I've got for you, Gavin, is have we already reached the peak of inflation? Yeah, it's a complex question, but... Uh you know, we've been looking at some of these indicators since last year, and um, a lot of the, a lot of these forward indicators do look like we've peaked. Um, if we're looking at building materials, at the end user stage, uh, they're still going up. Um, but if you actually look at the global commodities prices, um, you can see that timber's way off its peak, steel's way off its peak, iron ore's down, um, oil's still kind of a little bit high. You know, beef is down. And a lot of these assets have started to, uh, a lot of these commodities, sorry, have, have started to roll over their top. So, you know, in the real world, we think inflation probably has peaked. And of course, CPI is a lagging indicator. So what we'd see is we might see a continual rise in the CPI, whereas in the real world, we've probably reached peak inflation already. What does that mean for the property market here in Australia? Yeah, so I suppose with the peak of CPI, you know, the RBA will... Like they always tend to overshoot. Um, they'll overshoot the mark because they're basically working on data that's six months old. And so but by the time uh, CPI peaks, they'll try to react to it, react to it by dropping interest rates. And, and they would have gone too far. They'll have to drop it faster than uh, they think. And, you know, over the last 40 years, of course, there's a saying that's uh, don't fight the Fed. And that equally apply, applies to the RBA. Well, we don't fight the RBA. So when the RBA drops rates, we can see a pump pumps in prices of uh, any anything any risk on assets. Of course, the for, the forward-looking um, assets are shares in cryptocurrencies because, effectively, when you look at the, the chart of a um, of the of the stock market or, or cryptocurrencies, it, it's really a real-time graph of human emotion. So it's you know we call them animal spirits in, in economics, um, but really it's just greed and fear, and, and it's the it's the the herd emotions that we're that we feel that we're seeing on the graph. So they'll move first uh, and across property moves a little bit slower because, you know, the transactions in property are a little bit slower and we have, we have to wait for the banking system to, to, to adapt. Um, but typically we'll see property prices will follow those, uh, those assets. What effect then do you think that's going to see maybe for the rest of 2022 um, and, uh, and into, the, in, into the first half of maybe 23? as far as what the mum and dads are going to see uh, with their with their interest rates on their home? 
Okay, so interest rates probably going to continue to rise, but at, at a slowing rate. The, the RBA does know that it takes six months for any changes in the, um, in the interest rates to flow through to the data. So, you know, they've basically been moving blindly. They've, they've had three, um, rate, three rate rises or four rate rises uh, in a row. And it's going to take time. We haven't even seen the first of the effect of those come through yet in the data. So, so we'll, we'll probably see in continued increases in interest rates probably towards the end of 2022, maybe towards the beginning, the first half of 2023, certainly. Uh, we'll see that, that top in interest rates rounding off and, and probably even begin to fall. The subject then around property uh, development and what developers will be doing. I know there's been uh, a few general media articles in their normal doom and gloom manner. What's your thoughts on the on the development market? What will happen to property, uh, residential property developers? Okay, that's a pretty easy one to answer because uh, we've, we're already seeing it. With the developers, well, they've sort of been hit by, at the at the end user stage of, uh, in building prices, they've, they've of course been, prices have come up because of supply issues. But they've also come up because of demand issues. So they're getting hit with a two-pronged attack on the developer side. Uh, building activity has increased by about 90% since COVID started. Um, so that's obviously hit the, hit the building supplies market. But, um, but prices are now getting so high, they're starting to squeeze developers out of the market. So the developer margins are actually getting squeezed by these increases in um, asset and in our commodities prices. And to the point where we're seeing about a 50% fall in uh, the number of development approvals. And of course, we need about 180,000 new dwellings built every year. And we're currently about, we're producing about 49,000, 50,000, something like that. And straight away, we, we can see uh, increases in, in rents and uh, drops in the vacancy rates. You know, there's a long tail effect, uh, I guess, with development. So um, it takes a long time to start a project and to slow to stop a project. So you know we expect this to to last um, at least two to three years. We're we're going to see these um, an undersupply in in property in the property market for at least two to three years. They'll drive up rents nationally. They'll come up about maybe four and a half percent per annum, something like that, over the next three years. And and certain markets such as Melbourne will be even faster. We expect about a five and a half percent rise in rents per annum for over the next three years. And that will total maybe about 17, 17.5% uh, a jump in rents. Um, and, and all these things, all these factors have sort of preceded property booms historically, like the uh, tightening vacancy rates, rising rents, uh, dropping supply and all these kind of things. They, they, are, they typically precede a property boom. So now is not a time to be panicking, to be sticking your head in the sand? Uh, yeah, absolutely not. So... Uh, yeah, this is this is a consolidation phase. It, it's a good time to buy. Uh, the market is a little bit softer. You know, it, it's easier to get good deals. And yeah, this is the time you'd be accumulating your your um, uh, stock for your portfolio. Going off the back of your comment though about uh, what's going to happen to some of the developers um, and the, and the time that it takes to get a development moving and and also to then slow it down. Do we still need to tread with caution as to what we're buying and the quality of the property? Uh, certainly, yes. We would need to be careful with the developers. We need a developer with plenty of pipeline that can weather these kind of storms. So if you have a small developer, you might have one project. If it goes bust, you know, your, your deposit gets delayed. But if you have a big developer that's got 10 projects on the go, yeah, they can weather the storm. They'll, they'll have a, you know, it's been quoted to us that, you know, out of 10, 10 projects, 
you know, seven will make money, two will uh, break even and one will be a disaster. I um, mean, you need that kind of developer that's, they need to work with developers, I guess, that are big enough to um, to weather those kind of storms. So now's not the time to be uh, taking a punt on the, somebody that's fresh into the uh, into the development market. Yeah, absolutely not. Thank you for your time today, Gavin. I really appreciate you coming and sitting with us. Um, I hope to get you back soon because you you are a great wealth of knowledge, and there's a lot of information that you can uh, that you can impart onto everybody. So thank you again, and uh, we'll catch you soon on the next issue of the Clever Investor Podcast. Uh, looking forward to it. Thanks, Owen. You have been listening to the Clever Investor Podcast, proudly sponsored this week by Blue Wealth Property. Are you ready to start a new investment journey? Get in touch with the industry leaders. Blue Wealth Property. Blue Wealth have a proven track record in using research to identify growth markets. And Blue Wealth have supported thousands of Australians to buy the right property in the right market at the right time. Go to bluewealth.com.au.